Welcome to Saving the Game. This is bonus episode number six, Fear the Con 8. Recorded on Saturday, June 13th of 2015 at Fear the Con in St. Louis, Missouri with your hosts, Grant and Peter. Welcome to Saving the Game. I'm Grant. And I'm Peter. And we're using the same mic and it's weird. Yeah, we're in the same physical location for same the... state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're within about three feet of each other or yeah, so here. That. Yeah, So we're at Fear the Con 8. It's in the last slot right now, but we're taking a break because we're tired. We needed to record and I gotta be up at 5.30 in the morning and Peter's gotta be five up at 5.30 in the morning to take me to the airport, so, yep. you know, hooray. And my voice is somewhat trashed from gaming, and Grant's actually faring a little better on that account. So. I'm doing great. I just got off an awesome game, so I got all the energy in the world right now. I may not be able to talk tomorrow, but that's why we're recording today. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we, uh, we're we here recording live, as it were, and uh just wanted to tell you about it. This episode is going to sound terrible, because we don't have any of our usual equipment except for Peter's mic. Which is not normally set up for two-person recording, but who cares? We're having too much fun. Yeah. This How's is also going to be a little less organized because we don't have our precious, precious outline. Yeah, no outline, no page and a half of notes that we spent actually all morning talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. All right, so how how's the combat? It's been fantastic. Um, started off with uh, Shannon's voice-wrecking Trouble with Rose game, which is always a good time. Yeah. Um, third year in a row playing my gallant and not very common sense possessed mouse so <laughs> yeah oh that mouse <laughs> i've heard stories of this mouse yeah and it's it's a madness there it's impossible to exaggerate stories of this mouse because whatever he did was more exaggerated than the story so true what did you do in slot one okay so uh slot one so first of all if you're uh if you're not familiar with fear the conite there's uh three four hour slots each day it's two days so you know one two three then four five six so slot one was uh, We Sell the World, which uh, a listener of ours, uh, Zach Lorton, ran, and it was just awesome. It was a Rysis game with uh, advertising mascots all working together as kind of a action team, you know, 80s-ish kind of thing, but, you know, modern. It's kind of set a little bit in the future, not that it particularly mattered. Um I was playing Colonel Sanders. We had Chester Cheetah, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, who else? Uh, Mayhem, the Allstate Mayhem character. And uh, someone else who escapes me at the moment because I'm exhausted. But it was played by Avatel from The Established Facts. I remember that. And it was it was delightful. At one point, the... Uh, oh, uh, the Priceline Negotiator. Right, she was playing William Shatner. That was amazing. And uh, at one point, we had the Pillsbury Doughboy throwing crescent roll boomerangs out of the back of a burning truck at the Lunesta Butterfly, while Colonel Sanders drove through drive-throughs to try and get rid of flow from progressives' drones. It was that kind of game. We did kill Win Wilford Brimley with diabetes. Okay, so slot one was the madcap and zany slot. Oh, is what I'm I'm gathering. Yeah, from... and it it set the tone for what I wanted the con to be, and it 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 was perfect. Energy and fun and craziness. We actually started off a little slow because I think people were a little intimidated by, well, this is free, and we had <laughs> we had two people who didn't watch television and didn't know any of the characters. Okay, which was kind of interesting because we've got you know 
you and I are both big fans of, you know, you don't need television. You know, I've got a Roku yeah. and I use Netflix and YouTube. That's I my do the same thing. I use, you yeah. know, Netflix and occasionally I'll watch something on Hulu or something. Right. But what's funny is we had people at the game who kind of do the same thing and had no and had done it for a very long time and had no idea who these advertising mascots were. Yeah, see, I've been doing it since, I think, probably 2006, and mm-hmm. I know who most of those mascots are, just from, I don't know, laundromats and waiting rooms and other places where TVs are on. So. Yeah, but it was it was just weird yeah. that, that that happened, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, slot two, how was yours? Uh, pretty good. We had a um, an EDH slot. Uh, it's the commander format for Magic the Gathering, so I sat around and played an expensive card game with some friends, and that was fun. Um, unfortunately, that's not the sort of thing that really translates into a lot of interesting stories, but we only managed to get two games in during that time because the first one was like a two-hour knockdown dragout between six players, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, let, let me put it this way. The fact that you're playing Magic now has me... It's got the itch back. It's like, but, but those cards, and the brown back, and the colors, and the artifacts, and and the addiction, and... I can <laughs> And my clean. fix, man! I need my, my fix! I, I, I need my fix! Uh, I, <laughs> I haven't tapped in so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't cracked a booster pack in years. Actually, I haven't. You're right. Uh, but yeah, it, I wish I had like four times as much con time and four times as much energy so I could actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have loved to get in on some magic. It would have been awesome. Well, if you feel like doing a little after hours, I got my decks with me. I can oh, yeah. Lend you one. No, we're doing that. It'll be awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So slot two was kind of interesting for me. Um, this is going to sound... Well, okay, it's going to sound negative because it kind of is. Uh, it was probably the worst game I've had at Fear the Con. Now, that is not to say it was a bad game. It's, you know... It was the, the least best? Least best. There we go. Um, and it was not especially the GM's fault. It was a 5th edition Encounters, or whatever they're calling it now, module. And so it was the first time I've ever played through a read-the-boxed-text roll some dice, once you succeed on the thing, you progress to the next bit of box test text kind of adventure. I'd never played one of those before. Every, I, I still never have. Yeah, and, you know, I've always said I don't mind modules. They're, they're fine, but it was... I've never played through a module proper, and it really was... Like, it was not the best gaming experience I've ever had. Not that the GM did not try. Don't get me wrong. He did a pretty good job with it. He... By the end of it, I was very invested in this investigation, and that was some of it was D&D is not the best system for investigation, but I was invested in what story he had taken from this module and presented to us, and he was running it very much by each segment, but he he did a good job with it. It's just the nature of that kind of game is not necessarily for me, but I specifically went into it going, I don't know what this game is going to be, and I want to try it. So I can't say I was disappointed. Like, was this was... the first time you ever got a chance to play 5e? Or... Actually, yes. I've never played 5th edition before. And How do you like 5e? I definitely like it. It was not hard. The fact that I played 3rd edition, it's very similar to 3rd edition D&D. But it was very much a, oh, this is an old friend, but kind of, they, they've trimmed down a little bit. They they look healthier and, you know, oh, wow, yeah, you've lost some weight and you, you look so much better better than you have in years. It was kind of that same sort of reaction, you know? Um, you, you're really you see a friend feel... that's gone through a workout regimen for a couple of years, yeah. and yeah. It's like, oh, wow, you look good. You, Yeah, let's hang out more, you know? <laughs> it was kind of that reaction, yeah. It was fun. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and met some great people at the table, too. It, it was really nice. That's one of the really nice things about Fear the Con. Okay. I'm going to make you go first for slot three because I had the granddaddy of all slot three games. Oh, you did. But I had a good one. Uh, so, Churcher, who's a booter friend of ours. And I believe a listener, too. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Um, although he, he didn't say a whole lot about it. I'm just straight up friends with the dude because he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care if he listens or not. He's just an awesome guy. Yeah, he really um, is. So, he ran The Fateful Encounter in the Dungeon, which was a Fate Adventure Time game. Now, I've never played Fate before, never watched Adventure Time, and I never played a thief, and I played a thief in this game. So, you know, as you do, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he ran it as an intro to Fate, which worked really well, because it was very much... Okay, here's a little bit of how Fate works. Here's the first room in the dungeon. So here's some basic mechanics. Next room. A little more complicated. Next room, a little more complicated. And we sort of slowly built up to the full fate mechanics, just going room to room to room. But at the same time, every single aspect about the room, you know, he would, like, describe the shape of it, and then we would come up with aspects. And we were fully bought in, you know, we were saying things that just screwed us over. Uh, and it was great, you know, because that was the fun of it. And what's cool is you turn those into your own advantages and that sort of thing. Every, I think a lot of our listeners have played Fate. I don't need to go into that per se, but suffice it to say, I'm really glad I did. And I'm really glad I bought the Fate course system from the dealer at the con, from Casey, uh, you know, before I started playing, because I really want to play a lot more of it. I really have got to get into one of Churcher's games one of these years. Oh, he's good at it. I've um, I've I've gotten in with, with Jeb and Michael Matthews, who are two of the other, mm-hmm. you know, kind of well-known solid GMs in the booter community, but I have yet to get into one of Churcher's, and that's that's a goal for mine next time. And i got to so, say this, too. He's like 10 years younger than us, and he's probably a better GM. Yeah, he is a I, young man, and he is a, he is so, a famously good GM in yeah, the booter community. So, uh, so, wow. Like, he is something awesome as a GM. So, okay. He, yeah. We can, we can dig the lead out a little bit here. Um, so, I... I was at the correct backer level to get into um, Chad, the host of Fear the Boot. He, he ran a game where he cooked dinner for everybody and ran this game that he designed. And first of all, Chad is an amazing cook. Um, the jambalaya that he served us last night was was delicious. And um, I think I actually have the recipe as part of the, the packet from oh, that. Nice. So you're, you're sharing, right? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Yeah, I will hook you up. Don't worry. Sweet. Um, so he did this kind of madcap, steampunky, all kinds of weird characters and stuff because it was very loosey-goosey like he does. Um, th- all Ch- of- Chad is infamous for not playing with systems and yes. just doing pure theater of the mind. And it was basically that, but with voting and poker chips. Perfect. And, I mean, we had a talking basset hound. We had a dragon with a laser helmet. We had... Uh, my character was a... German engineer guy with four mechanical arms on his back. I mean, that gives you an idea of the level of crazy. Yeah. And the whole thing, he just kept building tension and building tension and building tension at the end of the night. And we had people, like, pocketing these poker chips that were used as voting currency and stuff. And then everybody cashed them all in at the end of the evening. We had two people that had been hoarding them. And one swung the vote really hard one way and the other swung it really hard the other way. And we all managed to survive the 11 of us out of the 16 that were still alive. Actually, I was the first to die, but the 11 other ones were... Right. The, if you died, you came back as a ghost, so you weren't out of the game. The The 11 survivors survived by two poker chips. 
Nice. Out of 52, it was 27 to 25 on that. So, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was a ton of fun, and it destroyed my voice. I would imagine so. Yeah, Shannon's game started in on it by, you know, the, the EDH game was like, okay, you know, I'm just talking to, you know, people sitting near me at the table about magic stuff. You know, it's like, here's my, you know, here's my forest tap for this, Avatar of the Resolute. Okay, your turn. Yeah, and then I got into Chad's game, and it's like, it's funny how you think you get to have a normal voice for day two of the con. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was crazy. All right, so before we move on to Saturday, let's back up to Friday, because yes. Worldwide Wing Night. Okay, yes. So real quick, in case you missed our uh, previous Thursday. episode. Or Thursday, yes, excuse me. So Thursday, um, in case you've missed our previous episodes about Fear the Con or are unfamiliar with it, um, Worldwide Wing Night is a kind of pre-con party that happens. There's... Uh, it, previous years, it's kind of just been paid for as part of the convention funding. This year, it was part of the Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter stretch goal, and we all get together and just eat wings and snacks and just hang out and have a, a party together, and it's awesome. Um, so my flight was delayed three hours getting in. Uh, Zach Lorton, who, again, ran that slot one game for me, he picked me up from the airport, and we just raced to the convention center. Uh, and I got there only about ten minutes after Worldwide Wing Night started, so I barely made it. I was terrified I was going to miss it. Because it's pretty much just walk in, get bear hugged. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Actually, we should touch on this. There's somebody else that we met for the first and, time and, in the flesh at the con. Um, yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah. yeah. Derek White showed up at Fear the Con, and we got a chance to spend a whole bunch of time hanging out with him. Yeah. We, uh, we've we had probably him would have dragged him in for this recording, but he had to leave early so he could be back to preach a sermon on Sunday. So Funny how that works, being a yeah. pastor. Uh, yeah, so if you've missed our uh, previous episode with Derek White, the number escapes me at the moment. I think it's 36. Might it could be. be wrong. It, I know it's in the 30s. Yeah. Uh, but I will link it in the show notes. Uh, listen to that. Derek, having Derek on is awesome. Uh, Meeting him in person was double awesome. Yeah. So we'll, uh, I'll link that in the show notes. You need to listen to it. But we got to meet him. Um, guy I, we've been trying to meet for a while. It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. got to meet some of his family because he, they all came up. It was, it was great. And then you just kind of walk in. And it's like, hey, it's this guy, bear hug. Hey, it's this guy, bear hug. Hey, it's this guy, bear hug. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, and that goes on for a good fifteen minutes or so. As all these people from all over the country and actually even up into Canada. Um, yeah. Shannon, one of our uh, former our guest hosts. Second. She's a guest host, yeah, yeah. She's a regular here. Actually, it was interesting. Here at the con, we had the two of us. Mm-hmm. We had Derek, the other Derek. Yep. <laughs> so Derek, Derek White and Derek Knudsen, Shannon, Dan, and I feel like there was at least one more guest host of ours that was here, too. Well, I'm trying to remember who we've all had on. We've probably missed someone, and I apologize sincerely to yes, you. Yes, it is the end of the con. We are a little bit oh, fried. goodness, yes. Happy, but fried. <laughs> yeah, so that happens. And then, of course, um, the next morning, we're all kind of in the hotel, the Drury Hotel here in... Um, uh, where are we? St. Louis? Well, yeah, but... Uh, Maryland, Maryland, Heights. Maryland Heights, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. Um, if you are ever in there, it's awesome. Please stay here. And yeah. you'll hear that over and over from people who stay here. They are super friendly. They're like, oh, yeah, no one's using the conference room. Go game in there. It's fine. It's not reserved. If Until it's reserved, play your hearts out. It's they, cool. They serve free breakfast and dinner, which actually have protein and stuff in them. It's yeah. not just, you know, some <laughs> it's not the vending machine bar. bagels. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... When I was here at Fear the Con 5, we actually had the guest staff playing games with us, or the desk staff playing games with us, and it was awesome. Uh, so I cannot sing their praises enough. They are a big part of what makes the con good, yeah. because you're just, it's a great, warm place to stay. Uh, 
And no, I'm not getting paid by Drury to say any of this, although I'm going to see if I can be, because come on, guys. <laughs> uh, but seriously, they really deserve the praise. They do an awesome job. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a wonderful hotel to stay at if you're ever in the St. Louis area. Don't even think of any of the others. Yeah. We've oh, and, uh, had nothing but positive experiences here. Long-time Fear the Boot listeners may remember them talking about the awful, awful hotel across the street from the Drury, <laughs> where the uh, con block was the first few years. We got to watch them tear that down as we yeah. ate breakfast, and it was amazing. Yeah. We <laughs> We contemplated erecting bleachers and, you know, constructing a cheering section and then decided it was too hot outside. Because apparently so, that thing was awful. I never stayed there, yeah, but I've heard was, horror stories. I was there for one night for Fear the Con 3, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a Shoggoth in the corner of the room. Yeah, they that's where they stay. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, breakfast is nice. And you just come out, and it's your people, and you're hanging out and talking and saying hello and all that good stuff, and it's great. So, we actually, last year... We got our new logo because our graphic designer was at breakfast with me at Fear the Con. So. Yes, and I got to thank Ruben again for that. And yeah. hopefully he's listening here, and I can say thank you, yes. Ruben. <laughs> we, um, because we love our new logo. Yeah. Uh, I cannot tell you. It has been awesome, because apparently we had a lot of people who just know us this year, which is incredibly validating. And, you know, plenty of listeners. Uh, one in particular I want to give a shout-out to, a guy named Bill Little, who contacted us, I want to say, two years ago. Like, it's been a while. Yeah. After six. Yeah, he's had some serious health problems, uh, and he is... He's looking great. He's recovering really well, and it was just a delight to meet him in particular, because for a while there was like, I don't know that he's gonna make it to more of these, you know? I don't know that we'll ever have a chance to see this guy in person, and he seems to be doing awesome. So, Bill, listen, it was great seeing you, man. Yeah. Uh, It was great seeing everybody. Yeah. I don't have enough names in my head, especially <laughs> in slot six here, to thank all of you who came up and said hello, but oh my goodness. Uh, Actually, we love all of you guys. Yeah, awesome. it's, it's, we met, I think, at least three or four other people that came up to us specifically to say that oh, they listened. Oh, and, more than that. I, yeah. I, like every slot, every time I was walking around, I was like, oh yeah, hey, dude. So it was great. Yeah. It was wonderful. We, we love our listeners and we got to meet a whole bunch of them this con. So, yeah. and even folks who don't listen, kind of knew us, which was nice. And that kind of takes us to the slot four. Yeah. This was the one slot that Grant and I had together. Yeah. And we, um, you know, talking as yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the podcaster blogging and small press panel, which was mostly just a podcasting panel. This It was year. 90% podcasters. Yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for the other guys. Yeah. We kind of dominated. I do. We, we kind of, although we, we did try and answer their questions as much as we could. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting because, in the past, this has been recorded, and this year there was nobody recording this thing, and so it really was just, let's just sit around and talk about how to do it right. Dan Rapperger, Fear the Boot, led the discussion off, but really most of the time he just sat back because we were yeah. we were all passing things around, and everybody was really trying to make sure everybody got a chance to speak, which was really nice. Um, I know I occasionally get pedantic and onto things, and you know, there's a few other folks were naturally... Yeah. We're naturally I mean, the kind of folks who love yeah. to talk. It's a bunch of podcasters, so a lot of talking is going to happen and somebody's yeah. going to get run over conversation. Yeah, but then there was a, a good friend of ours, Christian, who was there to talk about, you know, blogging. And not just, like, blogging about RPGs, but writing fiction in a blog form. Uh, another guy who had, what I swear, it was like a 600-page book that he was trying to get published. And that um, thing sounds fascinating. Yeah, it I'm, sounds great. I'm going to see if I can track that thing down online and see if he's got a playtest <laughs> document or something, because he really got me interested. Yeah, and definitely. And... A lot of it was, okay, how do you, you know, we found, I can't even say that we talked about any one thing in particular, because it was topic after topic after topic, and a lot of it came down to how do we 
stay professional in different contexts? How do we reach out to potential guests and contributors in a professional and respectful manner? A lot of that sort of thing. How do you deal with criticism, negative feedback, people we have inadvertently made angry by something we said, um, which I don't think we've... Nobody has written to us saying, I'm going to stop listening to you because of something you said on the mics or wrote on the blog or anything like that. I think I ticked off one guy who was a listener personally, like on Facebook, uh, which I still feel bad about, but that's a thing that happened. We've done okay on that, but it's it's always kind of something we're weighing, and it was something we talked about in there. Um, where we get inspiration from for design of the podcast and what we do with it, you know, in terms of taking advantage of the fact that it is a new media format and it doesn't have to be like radio. It just Yeah, the more kind of... Ease of interaction between the content producers and the listeners. and Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff about that. It was good to just talk with people and bounce ideas around. And I was in a weird position where I was giving people advice, which has never been, yeah, <laughs> been at, the at, case. At some point, apparently we became the veterans at this, Grant. I know. Well, in fairness, most podcasts don't last a year. And we've lasted almost three. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, by the time this drops, it'll be almost exactly three years of saving the game, which is... Ah, crazy. So we we've been around long enough to have dealt with some of these problems. It's kind and of we've what certainly kind of... been around long enough to form opinions. Well, listen, that happened in the first month. Don't yeah, that's no. true. <laughs> the first month, heck, the first ten minutes. It's like, yeah, I well, have been, I am about halfway through the first episode, and I have opinions. Right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that's that's human nature, right? Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't get bogged down in technical stuff, which was something I was afraid was going to happen. Which we... has happened in prior years too. Yeah, but we kept it a little meta. So. If you are a new podcaster and you are coming to Fear the Con, do not miss this panel. Right. And I would say more than that, reach out to other podcasters because it turns out other podcasters are a really good group of people to talk to about these things because we like to share and it's not an a, an exclusive community where we feel like we're guarding territory. No, it's um, it's not a it's interesting. It's a it's, it's a very collaborative. collaborative and there's kind of a rising tide lifts all boats <laughs> aspect to it because yeah. No one podcast puts out enough content to eat up everybody's listening who listens to them listening's time. Um, even if people are just listening to, you know, an episode as they're driving back and forth to work, that gets them through what maybe one two days, depending on the length of the podcast and, and the length of the commute. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, yeah, so it's it's really it, it, there's a lot of kind of impetus to help each other out and share trade best practices and stuff, and it's. It's a really good time. We we really felt like we'd gotten a lot of value out of that slot. And yeah, I, what's funny is I love the games I played in, but I would almost say this was the most valuable part of the con for me because I learned so much talking to these guys. Uh, and hopefully listeners <laughs> who are sticking through this going, yeah, 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 okay, cool, you talked it, that's great. Um, there's a lot of relationships that I think will come out of this and just generally better podcasting. So hopefully that'll... Yeah. You guys will hear... And, you know, we had at least one guest host recommended to us that we got to follow up with, too. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you might get that out of it as well. Tell me about it. All right. So slot five. All right. Um, I was in Michael Matthews Technoir game and he didn't. OK, this was this was a testament to what a really good GM does when the system just fights them. So Technoir uses dice pools and it's just you keep the highest and throw everything else away. And it's D6-based dice pools. Yeah. And for, like, the first, I I am not exaggerating, like, the first 40, 4-0 or so rolls of the game, he did not not roll a 6. 
So it was basically everything was impossible. Yeah, I mean, and it, I mean <laughs> to the point where he was starting to get frustrated because he's like, "I want my game to progress, and yeah. this All the right, dice so are deadlocking it." Let's talk about Michael Matthews for a second. This yes. guy runs fantastic games. He's been running fantastic games for a long time, and he and runs they are... one in every slot. Yeah, this he doesn't play. He just runs games for people because that's what he loves, and he does it so well. His games are entirely player. Focused. It. Uh, he. He's the guy who plays. He provides all dread. kinds of handouts. He's. Oh, you know. He puts so much work into it, and it is all about giving the players the best experience possible. And he is a so craftsman the, at this. Oh, he's he's fantastic. So when the when he is winning the game, as it were, that is not where he wants to be. No, he is very <laughs> upset. Yeah, he wants the players to be full bore in charge of the game, and. Yeah. We finally just gave him some different dice, and it it helped. Yeah, it we, turns out you have worse dice than Michael Matthews. Yes, now apparent, we know. <laughs> yes. I, Michael, uh, he's got these some of those tiny little D6s. He has the best damage dice in the whole world. You should put those on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll nothing but sixes. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. All right, so I got, I got a really good game out of this one as well. So uh, slot five, I played Call of Cthulhu for the first time. Again, I don't come to Fear the Con to play games I've played before. So I got to play Call of Cthulhu, uh, hosted by Ethan, Ethan Cordry, who's, um, he's done stuff with role-playing public radio. He's not actually a part of their team, but he's done stuff with them. Great guy, great GM, really engaging. Uh, this was a, a civil, defeated Civil War veterans trying to kind of go to a remote Union garrison to get their parole passes so they wouldn't be shot on sight by wandering patrols of provost troops occupying the south at the end of the war and of course everything goes wrong uh you know terrible horrible things come up and it was a really good game we only had three players the fourth kind of dropped out and i kind of wish there had been a fourth because we were really we weren't particularly trying to metagame our way through the thing but the characters we had were very much all right this seems weird let's be careful and kind of move on there weren't a lot of people going in different directions. We were all just like, all right, let's kind of follow it along and explore it. Well, you're playing you're playing military characters, so they're used to working as a team. Yeah, and, you know, it got real weird real fast, and we were kind of like, uh, okay, let's get what we need and get out of here, and it just kind of went downhill from there. But I think Ethan's really good at this because we ran up against time and finished it with, like, two minutes to spare. It was exactly the right amount of time. Wow. So even though we... I felt like we really kind of streamlined the game. He managed to subtly pack in enough stuff that I that we got a full four hours of gaming out of this thing. So that tells you a lot about him. The other players did really well. Um, we and I got to say, the other players did a great job playing up the failures of dice. They fully bought in. There's none of this. Oh no, I didn't get it. It was. It was almost a, yes, I failed. What terrible thing happens? Because um, <laughs> it's called Cthulhu, it's called and terrible Cthulhu. things are supposed exactly. to happen. Uh, yeah, and my character was great all the way up until the last two minutes of the game where he died to somebody else shooting him in the gut. And that's exactly what I want out of Call of Cthulhu game. Because <laughs> um, it's perfect. It's And we're out. And, and I got to roll dice from beyond the grave because it was a luck check. Did you bleed on the altery thing that really wants to drink your blood when you died. No? Okay, good. You saved everybody by not being there. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it, it was one of those little things where it's like, yeah, I'll roll that. Nope, y'all are good. It, it was fun. It was a good game. Um, 
really glad I got to play it because it was just something I'd never gotten to do before. And yeah, it was awesome. And then slot six, we're here. So, yep. you know, <laughs> we're recording this episode in slot six. So yeah, uh, we're probably going to head out and do some, uh, some gaming, just, you know, pick up games and just try and chill. Cause I've got an 830 AM flight. Hooray. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. So fear the con nine is not going to be next year. Hopefully it'll be the year after they're taking some time off and, we're hoping that they get everything sorted out. Uh, if it doesn't, you know, I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a feeling after the uh, after the Kickstarter, some people will probably just arrange to do that annually. And yeah. I can even make an educated guess as to the names of those people. Yeah, so, I, Mikey Mason, by the way, is a geek comedian. We, I don't think we've talked about. Yeah, him on he the show. he performed at Wing Night actually. Yeah. So let's talk about Mikey Mason. Mikey Mason is not, you know. <laughs> We can't have him on the show. There will not be a clean rating. <laughs> yeah. Mikey Mason is not work safe. No. But he is a fantastic guy. Uh, incredibly funny geek comedian who does songs. Um, just search for Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, Mason, M-A-S-O-N. He was the guy who did She Don't Like Firefly. Right. That went viral a couple of years back. Yeah. He's that guy. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo, Cool, a few other really good geek songs and that's kind of his thing is he plays it's really a concert like weird al but not parody so much as references to the geek life that we all kind of get he's really kind of a combination of a um a rock musician and terry pratchett as weird as that sounds because he makes observations about human nature in different situations and stuff it is observational comedy in a lot of ways yeah uh but it's really good Again, real dirty. <laughs> like, real dirty sometimes, so just be aware. And sometimes not. He he can do clean and timing-based, which I like, too. Yeah. So. Uh, he's a good comedian. He's not a shock Yeah, guy. he's a skilled comedian. Yeah. He's very skilled. Yeah, so... Hey, he's not just good because he has a few good jokes. He He's definitely a guy who knows his comic craft. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And he's going to be at Dragon Con and Gen Con, so if you're going to those, check them out. We're all big fans of Mikey... So hopefully, to pull this back around, we're hoping that the Kickstarter idea will help them going forward, uh, and that there will definitely be a few of con 9 and 10 and so on and so forth. If nothing else, we dragged Derek White out here. we got to get others out. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, Mike Perna, Jack Birkenstock. I mean, mm. we got we got a list. Yeah, and Mike's got his own con now, poor guy. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jack's con we got to get to. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Save Against Fear. Uh, we got, oh, and uh, we got to plug Jack Birkenstock to the whole podcaster yes. panel, which was great. I saw several people writing his name down. So, Jack, if you suddenly get, like, this flurry of contacts, you know, a couple of days after this drops, you're welcome, we're, and we're, we're sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But mostly you're welcome because you, you deserve it. Yeah, um, and these are some good people, too. So we're not sending you a bunch of hacks. Yeah. Do we have anybody else we need to give shout-outs to? Uh, I do want to give shout-outs to the Fear the Boot community as a whole and the hosts in particular. Yeah. Um, just for the hosts for kind of creating an environment and largely running the convention and not playing. Because it's really kind of, in a sense, it's them GMing to... 150, 200 people all at once. They're doing the same sort of thing where they sit back and do work so that other people have an awesome time. And they give a lot. Like Pat was running, was in the kitchen, you know, for two whole days, just serving beer and food and having a great time doing it. Um, you know, these guys, Dan got to play a lot, which was kind of good. Yeah. Which he's never been able to do really. So so he actually got to enjoy his own con, which frankly, it's about time. I mean, seriously. 
uh, but them in particular, and every single person who comes to the con, and every person in the booter community, you guys are awesome. Yeah. We love I'm, you. I'm tempted to try and start rattling people off, but then I'm going to forget somebody, yeah, and I don't want to do that. So yeah, That's terrible. Yeah, we can't do that. Um, I want to thank Zach again for picking me up from the airport, because <laughs> that was yeah. a huge... Yeah, I, I, I want to thank Zach for picking you up from the airport, because I finally got to meet you in person, so... Yeah, and... and you know, thanks for waiting three hours, three extra hours for my plane to get in. Oh, oh good sure. Day. I was here anyway. Oh, no. oh, you and Zach both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Do we have anything else? Um, I, I know it's a, a short, weird episode. Probably put it out as a bonus episode, whatever. Yeah. This has I, been a really good couple of days. It's been awesome. It, it's just been fantastic. So, uh, listen, from all of us here at Saving the Game, which is me and Peter. Yep. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks and for listening. You know what? We'll see you soon. Yeah. This podcast episode is a production of Saving the Game and may be redistributed under a Creative Commons non-commercial, non-derivative license, so long as appropriate credit is given. Our music is by Ryan Humphrey. Saving the Game is syndicated through inroadsministries.com, rpgpodcasts.com, stitcher.com, and iTunes. To hear past episodes and to connect with us or our community of listeners, visit our website at savingthegamepodcast.org. God bless, and happy gaming.